Hello and welcome to episode 23 of In At The Side. I'm Dom Harbin. I'm joined by Samaria Neil, and tonight we're joined by the man who does this. Tonight we're joined by Tim Nana Williams. How are you this evening, Tim? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Thanks for having me on here. No worries. Thank you for coming on. Uh, so what's, uh, what's life like at the moment with the, uh, the current situation? Yeah, it's um, been a been a crazy last couple of seven weeks, and um, yeah, so just being on lockdown with the family, and um, you know we've got a couple more days now, so we just just found out today that um, you know we're we're free on Monday next week, Monday. So um, seven weeks has has gone by pretty fast, but um, yeah, it's been good. It's been good being home with the kids, to be honest, and um, getting to see them every day. But um, we've also lost a lot of hair. In that time, so, have, I think, on the looks of it. <laughs> but other than that, no, it's been it's been it's been great. Perfect. Good. good. So, you, have you been uh, keeping fit while you've been off, or you know, have you had club targets to maintain, or have you just been been chilling out? Yeah, we've um, you know, we've been told to to keep training, um, so just in case the season was about to start back up again, pick up back again. So, um, you know, we just found out not long ago that the, the comps cancelled. So, yeah, been staying fit every day. Me and my wife are always doing things every day. So, and doing stuff with the kids too. Um, yeah, keeps you fit, especially chasing them around. But, um, yeah, definitely be staying fit um, just in case the season has started, was going was gonna to start back up. So, um, but yeah. Perfect. And have you got any sort of tips of, I know uh, some, for some people, lockdown might be ending soon. Um, for other people, it might be extending. Have you got any tips for any sort of grassroots players in terms, grassroots players in terms of what they can do to stay sort of on the ball? Excuse the pun. You know, you know, stay fresh and keep any skills they can do to keep. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think what I've what I've found out throughout this lockdown is just use, use a lot, use a lot, utilizing the things that I've have around me. So um, I got a little bit of a backyard. So you know, just doing little little micro skills with my kids and stuff. I've got some rugby balls, and you know, you don't really need much to to, to keep the tools um, sharpened. So um, you know, I've just been doing a bit of that, bit of micro skills, passing with the kids, and and also doing some fitness as well too. So um, just keeping on top of those little things, I guess for. Well, grassroots rugby too. I think it's all the same thing in general, really. So, you know, if we can just chip away at our craft every day, you know, um, you know, you, you start seeing the the rewards and you start seeing things getting better. Yeah, I, I, on the in terms of that, I mean, I I saw an article today which I hope doesn't come true, but I mean that something has to change. Um, I saw an article in the Independent that um, they are well, RFU are looking to certainly. Um, bring rugby back but with a few changes now there's mentions of no scrums no tackles no mauls um surely that's just a big game of tag i mean <laughs> how can that work i mean would you see that happening is, is that just a pipe dream well, uh, that's not rugby surely yeah i wouldn't sign up for it to tell you the truth if it was. <laughs> um, oh mate i wouldn't i don't even know what that game would even be called um be touch footy i don't even think you can touch them too so by the sounds of it yeah Strange, isn't it? I mean, I, as I say, I, I, I'd be amazed if they got it to work, but I don't, like you said, I don't think there'd be many people uh, signing up to it, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so on the topic of uh, strange headlines, obviously, before we come on to the uh, chat on your, you know, your career and stuff, obviously, a bit of a, uh, bit of a headline circulating around certain Sonny Bill Williams and Mike Tyson. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah, I just um, I saw that <laughs> morning I had a 
Yeah, I just bumped over the article this morning, and um, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's something. It's weird, but um, yeah, it'll be something. I don't know if it does go ahead. It'll be good, I guess, for charity. They're doing it for charity by the looks of things. But um, yeah, you rate I mean, I've I've not seen Sunny Box, obviously, but I mean, I've seen Tyson Box, and uh, wow, I wouldn't want to step in the ring with him. That's for sure. Yeah, I'll rate his boxing, but mate, it's it's Mike Tyson, so yeah. even he's, I wouldn't even go near him, even if he was freaking seventy years old, he can still throw punches. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, we'll just uh, have a little chat on your career. Obviously, started over in New Zealand. How did you sort of come into the game initially? Um, I was just like every <laughs> other kid, really, in New Zealand. So everyone's playing rugby, so you naturally just gravitate to the game of rugby. So. Um, you know, it's all we ever played as we, you know, growing up, where we, where we grow up as well too, just playing it on the street and touch footy and things like that. And then, um, yeah, ended up becoming all right at it really. So not too bad, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, not too, not too bad. So, um, yeah, it was just, it's a, rugby was just a religion back home in New Zealand. Yeah. And, um, you know, whenever there's a football flying, flying around, everyone's always keen to get on board and, and play a few games and, play a few running running up straight sort of challenges and things like that. But, um, yeah, rugby was always around. Mm. Now, obviously, you played sort of, uh, you know, a lot of under-20s, under, under, 20s, under you know, youth rugby for New Zealand um, and then switched to play for Samoa. I mean, what, what I believe, were you one of the first players to sort of, you know, have dual countries or, or move over countries? Um, what was the decision there? Yeah, I think because at the time when I was trying to figure out ways to to change from, you know, obviously playing for Samoa mm-hmm. was, um, you know, there was no one else I could turn to and, and, and call up and just ask, so help, what's the deal? How does this go? And I was initially just trying to figure things on and run for myself. So, yeah, I'll say I was probably the only one that was doing it at that time. There was a few after, but um, at that time when I was doing deciding to change for Samoa was just, you know, World Cup was coming up in 2015, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, 2015 and you know, obviously, you know, I wasn't in line for the All Blacks, you know, through the years beforehand. And I thought, oh, I've always wanted to represent my, um, you know, Samoan heritage, uh, especially my parents. So um, when that came about, where I could go through a loophole through the Olympics, um, I definitely jumped on board with that. And you know, it's probably the best decision I've ever made, to be honest. To, you know, represent both sides. I don't think there's many boys that have done that. So um, you know, I'm very happy that I have. Um, you know, you played um, a lot of rugby for Samoa and, and Samoa Sevens. Um, now, obviously, we're a Sevens team, but I'd like to find out, so what, which did you find more challenging? Which did you turn your hand to easier? Which, you know, which is your sort of preferred sport? Um, now, being a bit older, I'll probably say Fifteens. Um, yeah. Sevens is, <laughs> yes, I'll say Sevens is probably the most toughest game I've ever played, really. So, um, you can ask anyone that's playing the game right now. It's... Um, <clears throat> very taxing on the body as well too so um, not only you got to be fast and and fit you got to be powerful and strong now because the game's getting physical now with um, you know how they play around the ruck area uh, everyone's defending real hard so I'll definitely say sevens um, yeah, but I do, I do enjoy um, you know my time playing sevens for, for both countries and um, yeah I, really, I think that's probably the best place where you could you know start your career mm-hmm. if you know what I mean where you know, get into sevens and then, you know, that really propelled me to, to get into 15s and and the transition was a bit easier for me when I got into 15s as well too. So, 
because you learn so much, the skills, um, you know, your the mental toughness of the game, and then transitioning that to to 15s and these obviously these 15 players on the field, it makes things a lot easier. But um, yeah, answering your question will be sevens will be the most hardest sport I've played. Yeah, fair enough. Playing a bit of sevens makes it a bit easier to transition into international 15s. Is that you know is that getting into some slightly <laughs> bigger stadiums and perhaps some bigger crowds make it easier as well? Because you know, obviously, you know, you know, you go from a club size ground and apparent, you know, stadium attendance to uh, international is, I can imagine, is quite a step step up. Yeah, for sure. I think that really does um, help you, as you see when you watch sevens in Cape Town and things like New Zealand sevens. The crowds are are really wild and and things like that. And it does really prepare you because um, you know the the crowds do start getting bigger when you start playing, um, I guess, in higher level rugby. Um, but yes, um, you know that definitely helped me because um, you know I was always a shy kid and still am. But um, you know I was always scared to play in front of people and things like that. I would rather you know play in front of the boys where you know under the streetlights. But then you know you've got a lot of people watching you, not only their TV as well too. So yeah. it definitely does help you help you on on your journey when you're um, you know getting to those next levels of of your rugby career. And of course, New Zealand Seven setup is sort of notorious. They use it to to blood new players, getting used to playing international standard, you know, rugby in the in the crowd. Do you think other countries do not utilise their seven setup as, as much as they could? Yeah, I think, like I said before, it, sevens was a a great place to start for me, and I do believe for younger kids. And nowadays, you know, sevens is a fun sport um, for them, and then the transition will be a lot easier. And that's what I think. But um, yeah, I think. Definitely, other countries should definitely take. We could we seen that it's gone to the Olympics now, and I'm pretty sure that you know other countries are just you know gravitating to the game of sevens instead of fifteens. So, but it it is helping our sport as well in in a sense where you know we're getting a lot more viewers and uh, a lot more people, you know, investors or whatever, um, you know, teams in America now they've you know, since they've gone to Rio, they've definitely you know got a, they've got a good comp going over there now, and it's their first year, so. You know, rugby's just getting bigger. Yeah. I mean, sevens in, in America, it seems to be getting bigger a bit. I mean, and if they take it seriously as, or even half as seriously as they take American football, then the rest of us could be in trouble. Certainly, you know, they seem to be putting their time more into sevens than, than 15s, um, but it, you know, can only get better. Um, and you mentioned that was easier, but in terms of the space you've got, was that a challenge going from having a whole pitch to run around and all that space to effectively, you know, having to run through all these players all the time. Is, is that a lot harder? Um, oh, no, not really, to be honest. I know there's a lot more players in the game of 15s, but because I was just um, coming off sevens, I was quite fit. So, you know, I was just doing a lot of running and just always finding space and things like that, if you know what I mean. Like, I was utilising my, my fitness that I had in sevens, I brought it to the game of, of 15s and mm. I just found it a bit easier just yeah. because I could just get around. And um, But the thing is, if I get clotheslined from one of the big boys, it was game over, really. <laughs> so <laughs> to put on a bit of weight. So, um, <laughs> But yeah, there's not much space, but you end up finding space for yourself because you're just constantly <laughs> just finding ways to, to get around these big boys. Yeah. So... Um, no, I did. I, I, I actually didn't really have trouble, to be honest, when I did do the transition. But um, in saying that, like the game of sevens, where 
it'll be harder for Ford to probably transition from sevens to the game of fifteens, then an outside like a back, any back in sevens. So, yeah, what I've seen now, it's just it's 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 real hard for Ford that's playing sevens to transition to a game of fifteens because I guess the the boys are a lot bigger. But for us backs, you know, we can put on a bit of bit of size, but in in the end, it's all about just using your speed and things like that. So, yeah. yeah. Hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, no, that's ideal. Um, now, obviously, you played for the Barbarians in the past. Um, how many occasions was it you played for them? Was it uh... Uh, twice? Twice. Okay. Yes. Out of the, out of the two teams you played with, name some, some of the names you you played alongside with in in you know in those games. Oh man, I have to go back now. Um, <laughs> guys like um, Colin Slade. Yeah. Played with Colin Slade. Um, who else was there? Just trying to think. There was heaps of boys, really. Um, oh, the Honey Badger. Yeah. Oh, he was, wow. he, yeah. He was, he was one dude I was like, I can't believe I'm standing next to this dude and getting to play against him. And uh, he's... Um, um, is he like like how he is on camera 24-7? Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> is what it? you see nice. on camera is what you get with him all the time. I thought it was just like, you know, just a front he puts in front of the camera, but man, he's hilarious every time. So I uh, <laughs> really enjoyed my time with him. And, you know, that's what I've enjoyed about the Barbarians where, you know, wherever we play in the world, we still have those memories with those fellas. Um, you know, I still, I still keep in touch with them as well too. We still got a um, Barbarians chat when um, I played in Australia, when we played Australia. So, um, yeah, it's quite cool to see some of the boys and still still talk to them and yarn to them. So, um, I think that's what the Barbarians rugby is, is, you know, make, gives you a lot of memories and things like that with the boys. Yeah. And, and after a match with the Barbarians, does it get as messy as we can imagine? Um, oh. With lads coming from all different countries, clubs and, you know, all over the world, does, does it just get a bit crazy? Yeah, I think the whole week is pretty much crazy, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I think by the game, by by game time, the boys have just had it because we've just, you know, everyone's just having fun from pretty much Monday as soon as we get there. Like being on tour, isn't it, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a different type of tour, though. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely an experience that I'll never forget. Awesome. Now, um, obviously, you had a season over in Japan. Uh, was it for Rico Black Rams? Is that right? Yes, yes. Um, how, how was that? What What's the setup over there like? I mean, is it is it up and coming? Is it is it sort of... What's the situation? Is it yeah. compared to other leagues? Yeah, I was surprised how the setup was where um, they, they're real professional over there. Mm-hmm. And um, it was unknown for me leaving home and going to a different club and whatnot. But, um, sorry, my son's here. Right, no worries. <laughs> Hello, mate. Right, mate. Yeah, go. <laughs> go, get to bed, get to bed. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, the... Um, yeah, the setup there in Japan was unreal. Um, I didn't think anything of it until I got over there and just how professional they are and how they run things um, yeah. is something that, you know, I was really shocked to to see when I got there. And um, it's definitely on the rise, especially after the World Cup and how good their team on Japan has done. And, yeah. um, you know, I think a lot of players are gravitating to go there now to play because it's um, they play some good brand of footy over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Good. And obviously the move over to uh, to Claremont. How did that come around? Because obviously that's, a, that's a, another massive European club. You know, did yeah. you have plans to go there before before we went to Japan? No. Or no, not really. Um, it just it was just good timing for me and my family. Um, 
you know, when we made the move to Japan, it was all about moving if my family was happy enough to move. And uh, when this get, came about, it was just great timing. It was a, a time for, I guess, a new adventure for me and my family, really. And, you know, uh, we we're loving it at the moment. So, yeah, that just came about. And, you know, the wife was happy to go to France. So we, we pretty much ended up over here now. So now we're eating Certainly baguettes. Certainly worst places and, in the world. Certainly worst oh, places yeah. in the world. <laughs> now we're eating baguettes and crepes now. So... <laughs> no, no, no it's just I'd be laying off the cards, but I couldn't do it if there was all those nice crepes over there and all that. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, you you play for various clubs in, in, in various parts of the world, but you you obviously played for the Chiefs in Super Rugby as well uh, in New Zealand. Out of all the leagues you played in, which which did you find the most challenging? Which which would you say the Super Rugby was up there, or is you know have they all got different sort of challenges? Yeah, I. Yeah, they all have different challenges. Um, you know, Super Rugby was just a quick, a quick game, a very quick game. Um, high skill, high pace. Um, Japan was quite similar, but sort of not on that level. Where it was kind of like sort of between, um, the kind of like grassroots, semi-professional type of um, game over there. And then over here in France, it's. Um, you know, the challenges over here, it's, it's just the big how physical it is. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always had to make sure when I've played in these countries, I had to make sure, you know, I figured out the game's always different. Yeah. It's not always going to be like how it was at Super Rugby here or as physical in Japan like it is here. But, um, you know, you always, I always had to, to adapt in a sense where yeah. – Every team I've played for in all of those competitions were, were challenging, but they were all different type of challenges. Mm. No, that's fair enough. Yeah. And see, so uh, have you never been tempted to sort of uh, come over to the Premiership? Did you have uh, to come over? <laughs> well, if they want me. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd like you to come to Gloucester personally, just a biased opinion. I'm, a fan, but, uh, I'm sure Bath would uh, be Dom's choice. Oh, man. <laughs> But um, oh yeah, oh, you know what I've figured out oh, when I've since I moved here to France and and how big the world is and how big rugby here it is in Europe and um, you know I could see how the fans here are just so crazy, like different from back at home or Japan. Yeah. Even when we play there and when we play the the European Cup and we come over to to England and teams there, it's always a it's a different atmosphere and it's um. Yeah, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um, awesome. Hopefully, this old body can hold up and can see you in a cherry and white for long. Cherry and white, Gloucester. You know, you've heard it. <laughs> Got a couple of questions we've been posing to a lot of our guests recently uh, with some very varied answers. Um, right, so I've got a situation for you. You're in. You're in lockdown. You've got to be in lockdown for two weeks with one player you used to play with. Right now, you can't go out at all. People are bringing you food. Who would make it an absolute nightmare? Who who do you think you couldn't survive two weeks with, and why? Oh well, I'll probably say Ben Tamifuna. <laughs> why is that? Just hygiene. Oh, <laughs> brutal. He he is just messy. He is a messy <laughs> guy, and I can't stand mess. So. He'll be one dude I wouldn't want to be on lockdown with. Yeah, no, that's thanks. for sure. <laughs> and to, to wrap it up, unless Dom's got another question, I was going to ask um, your sort of dream 15, if you like, 
from players you've played with in your career? Uh, we've been asking this to different guests recently and uh, have some interesting answers. Um, what would your sort of dream dream lineup be from players you played with or against? Oh, dream lineup. That's that's a big one, eh? Yeah. <laughs> we like putting people on the spot. <laughs> Do you want me to go from one all the way to fifteen? Yeah, you can if that's all right. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll go off um number one. Ooh, number one these days. Jeez, I don't even know who's number one. <laughs> Joe. Joe. Joe Moody. Joe Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he seems fun and he's a good player too. Number two, I'll probably go uh Kevin Mialamu. Yeah. Nice one. Number number three, I'll probably chuck me old hygiene mate Ben Tomifuna in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, number five or no four, maybe Itabeth. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Itabeth and Retellic at locks. Nice. Yeah. Uh, six would probably be Liam Missum. Uh, seven, uh, ooh, Sam Kane. Nice. Uh, eight, I'll probably have um, <laughs> yeah, same thing. Uh, number eight, ooh, that's a wiggy. Number eight would probably be Nick Williams. I'll get, I'll chuck the old, older, older brother in there. Could have some experience, in it. <laughs> yeah. Put the old grey hair boy at the back. Uh, number nine, I would say Aaron Smith. Blimey, this is, I think this is gonna be our best team we've ever had. Tom, you're putting these team listings on my post. Play them off against each other. That's great. Number ten. Oh, I'll probably put throw Quake Cooper in there. Just a bit of razzle. Nice, nice. A bit of razzle there. And uh, twelve. I'll probably put oof. Um, Manu. Nice. I'll put Manu at twelve. Uh, Thirteen. Ah, oh, Jesus. Wow. <laughs> 39. <laughs> 13. Ah, that's a tough one. 13. A polypot, maybe. Uh, what's his name? Uh, 13. Play Stormers. Used to play Stormers. Um, what's the, the, the old Stormers captain? The 13, he played for Springboks too. Big, blonde. Oh, center. Jean de Villiers. Yes, Jean de Villiers. Yeah. Sure. I had to play him once and he is a big man. <laughs> so, terrifying man. 13, 14, I'll probably throw... Um, I'll probably throw 14. Uh, Damien Pono plays here in France. Mm -hmm. And on the probably Julian Savier, number eleven. Yeah, yeah. God, I have Indeed. him there. And fullback. Jeez, there's a lot of fullbacks out there. <laughs> um, I mean, you can pick yourself if you really want. <laughs> nah, this is this is my dream team. We mentioned this yesterday. Everyone that we've asked to do a team has never put themselves in. I'd be I'd put myself in straight away. I'd be like, nah, I'd probably be like, <laughs> that's, why, that's why you're not professional now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably pinch. Um, number fifteen. I'll probably uh, put uh, Ben Smith. Nice, nice. And uh, yeah. to manage this uh, motley rabble. Who would you have managing them? Oh, managing us? Yeah. Oh, geez, I'll probably be the manager. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll, I'll probably go manager. I'll go manager for sure. Nice. And you've got your assistant manager there, I see. Yeah. Do you want to be assistant? Yeah. You'd be naughty assistant, eh? <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, no. thank you very much, Tim, for your time. Yeah. No, really no worries. Coming on the show. No. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Hopefully, happening. we can uh, we can get catch up on some rugby to talk about as well. Yeah. No worries, mate. Um, anytime. Thanks for having me, guys. Sorry about the. Perfect. Internet breakdown. Don't worry. No worries. Thanks for coming. It's been a pleasure.